Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! Time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Tiger Club, inside the Robin Center on the Fort Hayes State Campus, is brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors, Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, banking one story at a time, the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, expertise, technology, compassion, all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs, going above and beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer, with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Since 1970, you've never had it so good. And Eagle, our community connected. Tiger Talk with the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And a good afternoon. Welcome into another edition of Tiger Talk. This is Gerard Welbrock. We've got a big show planned for you today. A lot to cover. It's National Signing Day. So we'll have head football coach Chris Brown on a little bit later on in the program talking about the Tigers 2024 signing class. We'll also talk some basketball with men's coach Mark Johnson, women's coach Talia Cars, and we'll get a wrestling preview. Tigers at home. Been a while, but they're going to be at home on Friday against Nebraska Carney. We'll get a preview from Coach Eric Wentz here in just a little bit. Again, we'll remind you, you can join us by joining Tiger Club. Contact the Fort A. State Athletics Office. Your $100 go to scholarships at Fort A. State University, and you can join us here on person on Wednesdays. If you have a question, we'd love to hear from you. You can hop online, the Fort A. State Athletics website, fhsuathletics.com. uh, Click on the Fans tab. You'll get that drop-down. You'll see Ask the Coach, Submit Your Question. And if we use it, you'll have a chance to get a T-shirt from uh, the Fort A. State Athletic uh, Department. Haven't had any emailed questions yet, so if you want to want to chime in with one, go ahead and, and send it our way. All right, let's just jump right into it. A lot to cover here today on this Wednesday. We're going to start off with some wrestling. Tigers uh, back at home for the first time in a while. Friday evening, number seven, Nebraska Kearney comes to town, joined by Coach Eric Wentz. As I said, it's been a while since you guys have wrestled at home. they got to be pretty excited, I would think. Yeah, you know, we haven't had haven't had any dual meets at home. We did our black and gold here uh, in November or maybe late October. <laughs> but, uh, you know, since Bob Smith, yeah, we've been mm-hmm. on the road. So we're pretty excited to, uh, to bring Kearney into the house this weekend. How did it go with practice? I know we talked with you last week about how you, you, you work your workouts in this time of the year. How how'd it go for everybody? Everybody's looking good. Everybody's healthy. And uh, so we're just now kind of tapering down, making sure weights are where they need to be, clean, crisp, drill drill sessions, and working on a couple specifics uh, individually with guys on, on some, some tendencies that Carney's got. And uh, so, yeah, just really just trying to get them 
mentally ready for, for Friday night. And I would think when you get into dual season, it's it, it, your, your preparation in that regard, I mean, you go to a tournament, you, I mean, you're going to face a lot of guys on different styles. It's hard to hone in unless you have a pretty good idea. You're going to maybe meet someone down the road. But for duels, you know who you're wrestling going yep. into it. Most cases, you could probably do a little bit more individual scouting and, and work on tendencies and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we just kind of go through the weight classes and, and pick out, you know, watch some, some film and see what they do as a team, what they do well, what they what they some mistakes they make as a team overall so you know that's kind of what we've been doing for this week and next week is just kind of seeing what we might be able to take advantage of what they've got some habits that we can kind of ex- expose and uh you know and really find ways to to get the ball rolling early in that dual meet on friday can you share some of those habits you try to expose or is that top secret information well, i don't think they listen to tiger talk but uh they uh they they've got really heavy hands they they've got a pretty full division one coaching staff up there uh you know and and so they hand fight like a division one team but we hand fight really well and so you know it's, it could be a very physical match for us on friday and uh i think if we can get on a roll early i think things can snowball in our favor so that's going to be huge for us well and you you've shown some of your guys have done that recently and hopefully that's something that can continue because you know those last couple duels they got you off to good starts yep yeah yeah so you know those first four weights and we got some tough matchups you know they got i think overall they got six guys ranked in the top 15 a couple guys ranked in the top 10 um and a couple of those guys are down low but you know We've had, like I said, we've got some really good guys down low that are that are really stepping up. So, you know, I think if they can get on a roll and then we can, you know, take advantage of some uh, some key matchups, we like where we're at at 125 with DeAndre. He's wrestling really well, and, and so this guy's got some tendencies. Zacharada is ranked sixth in the country right now, but he's got some tendencies, and his style kind of plays into DeAndre's style a little bit. So we're hoping for a big big showing there. Yeah, you kind of you kind of got what I was going to ask you next. What are some of the the key matchups, the key weight divisions that could be pivotal? Not only do you have a chance to to win it, but certainly ones for the fans that uh, they want to make sure they they're there to, in time to to watch some yeah. of the key so, weight divisions. Yeah, so one twenty five is a big one just because it always starts off the the yeah. meet, and, and you uh, want to be there for the start of it. Yeah, you want to be there for the start, but I'll tell you what, we got some exhibition matches beforehand, okay. some extra matches that, that we, we got some really good shots at. So if we can get kind of set it early with mm-hmm. some matches that don't count towards the team score, but just kind of get on a roll with a couple wins in the prelims, that'd be great. But, you know, rank, rank matchup at 25, you know, with uh, with DeAndre Russell and the number six guy. 33, two unranked guys. Kevin Honus is going to have to come up big for us there because the unranked where you wrestle on a guy who's unranked, those are usually the swing matches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we can pull off some wins and some of those weights where they don't have guys ranked in the top 15, that's going to be huge for us. Um, obviously, Cody Hicks at 165 is going to be big for us. He's got a returning national qualifier he's going to have to knock off. But that guy's had some close matches. He got he wrestled the same guy. Cody wrestles from Central Missouri, but got beat worse than Cody did. So the matchup, stylistically, it's a little better matchup for Cody, I think. Um, but if he wrestles the way he wrestled at Central Missouri and just can finish his takedowns, I think he can I think he can pull that one off. Um, obviously, you know, you know, 197 is a big one. You know, they've got Jackson Kinsella, who beat Terrius earlier this year uh, when Terrius was in his little bit of a slump. But the guy's wrestling really well. He's, he he knocked off a Grandview guy this this past weekend. Looked pretty good doing it. But you know, we feel like you know he, he's ranked I think seventh or eighth. Terrius in the newest rankings came out uh, last week at number mm-hmm. six. Um, so he's right where he needs to be again. And so I think if he comes out and does what he's capable of doing, he can put bonus points on the board in that match. But, you know, I think those are the big ones. And then winning those those key matchups with the, with the unranked opponents and, key, and maybe 
and it, this sounds terrible, but maybe pull an upset or minimize the damage against right. some of their top five guys. So they've got you know three or four guys ranked in the top five as well. Well, as you said, some of those you just don't get a major decision against. You, yep. said, you know, don't give them bonus points because obviously that makes it a lot more challenging against yep. a team that's ranked in the top ten. Yep, yep, yep. So them coming in here is going to be a big test for us, and you know it'll be a good good test as we uh, get ready for UCO the next week. And and uh, you know, but if we can just put on a good show, and and, and I think it's going to be an exciting mm-hmm. duel. At least I hope it's it's an exciting duel. Well, second of three straight against nationally ranked opponents. You beat the first, mm-hmm. Central Missouri on the 28th of January, now Kearney, and then, as you said, uh, UCO the following week. But uh, some good competition to get you set for regionals should be should be a lot of fun. 7 o'clock Friday night. If you can't make it, it will be streamed on the MIAA networks. You can watch that. The link is on 4-Day State Athletics website. Also follow on Track Wrestling. But certainly love to see out the Coliseum, make it a great atmosphere, and it should be a lot of fun. It's four-day state in Cardi. I mean, for nothing else, come out and watch exactly. that. It's a big exactly. rivalry. All right, Eric, we appreciate it. A little bit shorter time with us today, it's but we'll good. have more next week. Recap, hopefully talking about a big win over the seventh-ranked Lopers. That's, that's the plan. There you go. There you Thank go, you. Eric Wentz, head wrestling coach at four-day state. Again, 7 o'clock Friday night, the Tigers at number seven, Nebraska Cardi out of Gross Memorial Coliseum. Tiger Talk today brought to you by the Taco Shop. Whether you order by phone, use their handy app, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery, you've never had it so good. The Taco Shop, they've been a Hayes tradition since 1970. We'll talk some women's basketball with Talia Cars next on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. February is the month of love, and you're going to love the Taco Shop specials this month. The veggie burrito is $3.99, cheese quesadilla $3.59, and the poco pizza $2.19. The Taco Shop, 333 West 8th Street, online tacoshop.net, or download and use their app. Come on down to the Taco Shop. I called the Next Tech Help Desk and I actually got to talk to a person who understood my issue and handled it fast. Our installers were excellent. They were super friendly and helped us get all of our devices connected to Wi-Fi as we made the switch to Next Tech. Real reviews from real customers. At Next Tech, we think you deserve the best. Get one gig of Wi-Fi for $69 and stop worrying about your internet. Call 877-625-7872 or visit next-tech.com. If you haven't heard, land is in high demand. Hi, this is Adam Hand, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist in central and western Kansas. If you have ever considered selling your farm, ranch, or hunting land, now is the time to give us a call. We would love to talk with you about why landowners trust us to uniquely market and sell their land quickly for the best price possible. If you are interested in buying or selling land, give me a call at 785-259-2469 or visit whitetailproperties.com. The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at GlassmanCorp.com. Top of the key, Hollenbeck. Olivia being hounded by Fultz. Dribbles right by her and hits the layup. Boy, Fultz was really pressuring her about 18 feet from the basket. Lived just a little pump fake and took it all the way to the rim. The action from uh, last Thursday in St. Joe. Tigers 
Tough week on the road as they fall to both Missouri Western and Northwest Missouri State. Welcome back into a Tiger Talk. We'll be talking women's basketball here in a second with Coach Talia Cars. A reminder, four-day state athletics invites you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. We are joined by women's coach Talia Cars, and um, I guess a testament to your team. Uh, you had been the only team in the conference who had not lost back-to-back games until last weekend. A couple of tough losses on the road, but uh, the fact is balance as the MIAA is this year, you'd have avoided that long, says, says quite a bit. But when it happens, it still doesn't feel any better. It was just a, it was a rough road trip for your gals. Yeah, no, two, two losses on a road trip makes it for a very, very, very <laughs> long road trip. And uh, when you get two wins, it's a long road trip. So um, I – uh, the girls are bouncing back this week, which I'm really, really thankful for. And um, they're re- resilient and understanding that this is just part of being in the MIAA is that we're going to have games where it doesn't go our way. And um, we've got to push through and, and keep our heads up and go on to the next game. Um, I thought we did a really good job on Thursday of of getting in Western and making make really tough shots. And we guarded them super well. And then I thought we really executed well on the other end and then until late in the fourth quarter. And they just got some really easy bus- buckets to finish the game. But um, I thought we I thought we did a good job of hanging in there and um, just couldn't get the basket going late. Yeah, for three quarters, the, the Western game was, I mean, you guys were playing really, really well on the road, tough environment. And, and as you said, probably the way it all went down, losing the way you did on Thursday made that, made that difficult. But um, – that, that fourth quarter, they got a few open threes and hit it. It seemed like that kind of turned the momentum. You just you could never get it back until very very late. Yeah, I got a. Um, I was I told them after the game that our bench, our three kids that aren't suited up at the end of the bench in the first half, I was telling them the way they run an offense is that person that was closest to them on the floor, they had to yell at them every time and say, <laughs> "You got to get up and deny." And so every time in the first half, it was almost automatic that that person got up and denied. But I I hold those three to that because I think they did a great job of communicating on the bench and being involved and I wish we could have stayed on that end um, the other way in the second half because I thought I thought that was a huge th- difference um, from first to second half is just those girls communicating with our kids on the floor and that they did a great job and I, w- I was really happy for them and proud of them for, for stepping up and doing that for us. Well obviously you let the lead get away and it looked like it was over and uh, with a minute to go you rally from eight down had a chance to tie it missed a free throw that would have tied it who knows what happens uh, and then you, you got a pretty decent look uh, on the final position a uh, possession a credit to your team for I mean they could have you know thrown in the towel that thing was over but still found a way to have a chance to win on the final possession of the game yeah we really did and then on on the defensive end late in the game with the sidelines we were there were certain people we wanted to foul and we got the ball to the people that we wanted to foul. And so I thought that was huge, too, that we understood um, where we needed the ball to go and guarded them in a way that they had to catch the ball. And then we got the foul, and, and they missed free throws crucially, too. And so um, it put us in a really good position to, to win the game. Shot from Katie. Was it, it, it run us down that last possession? Did you get the look you kind of wanted to? It was a pretty, I mean, it was fairly contested, but it was still a good look. Yeah, no, I thought it was a great look. And actually, going back and watching film, Megan was open for a three when Sid came off of that ball screen, which I wasn't anticipating. And so um, it's something that we can look on look at later, I think, is something that we can maybe run for a couple different options. But I was I was looking for a two, wasn't necessarily looking for a three. And um, I thought it was going to give Sid or Kitty a great opportunity to score, and, and it did. Yep. You'll take Katie getting that shot most nights as one of those games uh, didn't go, and it was physical. I mean, she, you, and I think your opinion on that, it just felt like Saturday – 
uh, was a carryover both physically because it was it was a rough game against Western, and then obviously the way it went down, and then the emotional side. It just felt like your team was like a half step behind most of that game. Yeah, no, we had a hard time. I think bouncing back emotionally and physically. Um, they they called the game for Northwest very different from Thursday to Saturday for them, and so um, it was a huge advantage for them to for them to be able to be physical with us on Saturday, and we just really struggled with it. Um, they were doing a good job of jumping to the ball. We had to bump into them every time we were trying to make a cut. They were they were jumping um, in front of us, and so we were having to work really hard when the guards cut, and then the posts were doing a really good job of anticipating when we were trying to get the ball, and so our posts were constantly just battling with them too, and so um, we just yeah we really struggled physically to to push through. Um, that game and and get what we wanted to and um, honestly going back and watching film of that and in the first half defensively again we were in their face about every shot and it went in and so that's also deflating is that you feel like you're playing really good defense and they're still making shots and so I thought um, defensively we we did good in the first half and then we just kept seeing their shots going and then that I think got more deflating too. Yeah talking to some of their their people there they thought that was one of the better games they had played all year and their problem's been kind of They'll play like that or close to that, and then they have three or four. They just don't. And so, you, unfortunately, it's sometimes not always who you play. It's when you play them. You yep. caught them on the, on the wrong night, and, and, um, and, and that happens. Uh, so, I guess now, uh, and you kind of touched on it, you've got to put that past you. Still a lot of basketball to play. Uh, you have five of your final seven at home, but these are all big games now. You start looking big picture, conference championship, seeding. NCAA, you're going to have to get on a little bit of a run right now, it looks like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Yeah. Uh, it's it's tight race and we <laughs> luckily we get to play a lot of those teams um, that are above us or right with us again um, so it's kind of really in our court as far as being able to um, to beat those to get into a, maybe a second or a third position um, and so it it's nice that it's in our hands but it's not out of our hands and we have the opportunity to continue and still do a really good job and finish pretty high in the MIAA. It sounds crazy. You've lost two in a row for the first time. Now you have Newman coming in town. They've obviously struggled mightily this year. Uh, might be the right team at the right time, or do you worry about your team maybe kind of, and, and you, you played really well and beat them handily at their place, maybe overlook them and not put enough focus on them as you need to? No, I'm hoping I'm hoping we come in and we're ready to, <laughs> to just really compete and really battle. And um, Newman – Man, if, if they get on a night where they're hot, yeah. they're scary. <laughs> and I think the the win they got against Emporia, it was it was that happened. Mm-hmm. And the, they're getting shots for kids that need to get shots. They're just not making shots. And so we've got to continue just to, to defend them really well and, and hope that they don't make the shots that they've been missing. And then on the offensive end, just really execute and get really good shots. And then real quick, UCO Saturday afternoon, uh, a, a team that, you know, they, they seem to have a lot of the good parts. They just haven't been able to put it together. But kind of that same boat, a scary team. They played some good teams close uh, and seem to be playing maybe a little bit better. But uh, one of those, they've got a lot of talent. And they forced you into a lot of turnovers the first time you played them. You still got the win there, but but uh, certainly have that capability. Yeah, they do. Uh, Southern and them, it was 30 turnovers, 25 <laughs> turnovers last week. So um, they really, really do get up and defend really hard, and, and they're really deep. So they'll play 8 to 10, and they kind of don't really drop off those eight to 10. And so they, they do have a lot of talent and it's whether or not they can just kind of get it all together and, and do it well. Well, hopefully it's a, a good bounce back. It'll be nice to be at home. And as you said, five of the last seven at home, got to take care of business, but it'll be nice to finish this last part of the month out at home. And hopefully your team is using can get on that, get on that run. And, and, and who knows? I mean, 
Missouri Southern's got to cool off sometime. I mean, yep. they've been on a terrible, uh, incredible run right now, and they get a loss or two, and you can get on a bit of a run, you'll be right back in this thing. Yeah, and they have a similar finish to the schedule as us. As they've, they've got to play some tough teams, and so it's it's going to be interesting to see who ends up on top. All right, sounds good. Talia, we appreciate it. Uh, have a good day of practice today. We'll see you tomorrow night at the Gross Memorial Coliseum. Thanks, Jared. There you go, Talia Cars, head coach of the four-day state women. Seven o'clock or five thirty tomorrow night for the ladies. They'll take on Newman, and then a seven thirty start for the men. And we'll talk with Mark Johnson a little bit later in the program. Tiger Talk brought to you today by BTI. They're your John Deere dealer. Locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some. Football signing day today. Head coach Chris Brown joins us after the break here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Brungart Howard CPAs wants to help make your life easier by finding solutions to your tax, accounting, and business issues. Are you dealing with IRS notices or possibly looking for ways to minimize taxes? Maybe you're starting a business or looking for advice on how to improve your business. Brungart Howard is here to help. Whether you need us to tackle complex issues or assist with payroll, bookkeeping, and sales tax, your time is important. Let us give you more. Brungart Howard CPAs, we can help. We do that. There is freedom in movement, and HazeMed Orthopedic Institute helps you regain your best moves. As one of America's top 20 rural hospitals, HazeMed offers the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas, complete with quality outcomes and our four-star patient experience. From joint and spine surgery to sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more, we are here to help you move freely. No need to travel far. Learn more at hazemed.com backslash orthopedics. BTI is celebrating 80 years in business thanks to you, their loyal customers. BTI is kicking off their anniversary celebrations with Customer Appreciation Days February 5th through the 9th. Stop by for discounts, prize drawings, giveaways, and refreshments. Check out their events page at btiequip.com to find the event nearest you. From our family to yours, thanks for your partnership over the years. See you February 5th through the 9th at BTI Customer Appreciation Days. Galladay, top of the key to Wagner. She'll shoot a three, and she swishes it. Katie Wagner, who had cooled off a little bit, 0 for her last seven from beyond the arc, buries that one. And it's 18-8, Forte State up by 10. Yeah, some of the action from last week with the Forte State women. We'll be talking men's basketball here in just a little bit. But first, some football with Coach Chris Brown on National Signing Day. But before we get to Coach, it's the bottom of the hour. We need to pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. With a combination of Kaiser Liquor and Fort Hayes State Athletics, you're sure to be into something good. Kaiser Liquor and 14 K-E-Y-S Hayes. 
And welcome back to a Tiger Talk. It is the first Wednesday in February. That's always a big day because that is signing day. And we're joined now by head football coach Chris Brown. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Always an exciting test. Kind of like Christmas in a way. Uh, you got a, you know, you got a lot of hard work, a lot of <laughs> hoping, <laughs> maybe a little praying. I don't know. But now you you get those letters of intent coming. You know, always a big day. It is. It's a huge day for us. You know, and it's it's busy. You know, we've been busy since you know end of December, November, trying to recruit these kids and get them to come to Fort Hay State University. And uh, you know, I just want to thank my coaches for all they did. I mean, they they worked their tails off. You know, this this recruiting season, and they're still working on trying to get some more kids as well. But no, it's a good class. I'm excited about this class. I've um, got some big kids, you know, on, on both sides of the ball. Um, got some height in the secondary um, and that wide receiver as well. And, you know, even at the O-line, D-line, we've got some big kids there. We're still waiting on a few, so hopefully those come through here in the next hour or so. But, you know, it, it's a really good class. Yeah, 34 total, 29 high school, 5 transfers maybe just just highlight the list a little bit uh, I know it's with, with so many hard to go over over everybody um, maybe, maybe approach I mean what do, when you go out and recruit are you looking position specific are you looking for just players maybe a combination of both how do you how do you go about this on in this part of the signing period you just kind of look at your class you know like what did we lose last year you know um, with the five seniors that we did have and then kind of like the seniors getting ready to come up um, who are we going to lose in that class as well and then sometimes there's just a kid that's out there's a really really good athlete and you want to get him on your team so uh it really kind of just starts off with you know position specific stuff and, and who we need and what we need to sign for for the for future um years and uh that's kind of what we did here but o-line d lineman those are guys you need every single year because it's just you know it's down the trenches and, and it, with injuries and things like that and you, you got to have a bunch of those guys so you know you try to sign as many o-line d line guys as you can but it was you know just going out and finding guys that we needed and guys that really fit Fort Hay State and, and fit us as a, as a program. Yeah, six O-linemen, six defensive linemen, four linebackers, six defensive backs, three tight ends, six receivers, a running back, and a couple of quarterbacks. Um, maybe just, you know, who stands out, highlight on, on the on the group you're signed. I mean, just you know, the area kids especially, right. you know. Malik's, I think Malik Ball is going to be a really good tailback for us. I mean, he got a lot of carries at, you know, at Hayes High, and uh, he won't get that many carries here in the game, but I think that will help him out quite a bit. And then, you know, Mason Hogan, you know, kid just down the road in Plainville, big kid. Um, he could play offense or defense, and I think he prefers offense right now. And Caden Hoffman from Hoisington, you know, just, just kind of area kids that I'm kind of naming off that people will know. Um, strong kid. Physical kid, you know, um, could, could play O-line, D-line too. We're going to start him off with the defensive line. And then then the Titchener kid out of, out of Holcomb. I mean, he's a big, strong, powerful kid that I think can do a lot of things for us. And, uh, you know, and then they're getting Blanca back from K-State. That, that's a big get for us too at that linebacker position. So area kids that everybody here probably knows, but it's glad to get those kids, you know, to come to Fort Hayes and, and not go off somewhere else. He was a kid you recruited, didn't you, originally? Yeah, we did. And he just ended up walking on at K-State mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Things just didn't kind of work out the way he wanted it there, and we always leave in good terms because we want those kids to come back if it's not what, what they expected. Six wide receivers. You kind of got that Florida connection going again with some of those guys and, and good frames, good good tall players. And, and that was a position I think saw marked improvement last season. One of the reasons you had the, the turnaround was the improved play in the receiving court. It looks like you've been able to add to that for next season. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, you're looking into next year, you know, we're going to lose a couple guys. So you got to kind of make sure you add to that to that class as well and, and then add a few more. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of divvy up monies, you know, by positions as well. And, you know, we had a little bit more money in that position to, to to give out to some of these kids and uh, 
you know, I think they'll help out. I mean, they're a good size. Um, one's a little bit smaller, but he is shifty as can be and, and can run really well and kind of mind me, reminds me of Watts a little bit, okay. you know. But he, he's, a, he's a tough kid. But, yeah, that, we got that connection. Coach McCray has that connection out there in Florida, <laughs> and there's some really, really talented kids out there, and I think she's to come in here and perform. A couple quarterbacks, and that seems like another position. I know you've, you've got a pretty deep quarterback room right now, but uh, another one, you always like to be grooming the next guy, and you never know, injuries and all that, when you need that next guy. But uh, got added a couple to that list for this season. Yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, we always try to sign one or two quarterbacks every year just because you, you want competition at those, at those positions. And, uh, you know, these two young men that we have on this list here I think are very talented young men. I know they're going to come in and compete and, and battle for that starting spot. And, uh you know, we still got two pretty good ones, mm-hmm. two good ones right now. But uh, you know, we're expecting the guys, those, those guys, to come in and compete and, and try to beat those guys out. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But hopefully, they're getting better and learning from those guys. So when their time is up, is ready to come, they're ready. You mentioned size in the secondary with some of those guys you brought in. I know we talk with Coach Johnson a lot about the MIAA in basketball, how much bigger. And it's not, you know, maybe not the point guard, not the center, but the two, three, four positions have all just gotten bigger. Seems like in, in Division Two, the back end of the defense has kind of been that case. I mean, you could be 5'9", five, 5'10", five, and still successful now. 6'1", 6'2", 6 feet. I mean, you almost have to be any more with some of the receivers that, that come into the conference. It looks like you've been able to uh, to do that a little bit. Yeah, I told her coaches that they're my height that this DB don't bring them in, <laughs> right? And because, you know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. But, you know, we did. We wanted some height and we wanted some length. And, uh, you know, we got that this year because the receivers are just getting bigger and bigger in this league as, as, as the years go on. So if you don't have those big guys in there, they just go up over them and, and, and catch the ball. So that was a big spot for us that we needed to get some guys because we're going to lose, you know, three or four guys next year at that position. So hopefully the guys can come in and maybe we can get them into three games that they're allowed to play as freshmen and hopefully they're ready for the next year. So I could see these guys probably being three or four-year starters for us. Some of these guys, I mean, it's a big freshman class, 29. Traditionally, you haven't played a lot of them. I know a lot goes into that. And, and the, the the red shirt rule and the change being allowed to play three certainly changes the uh, the the land the the the, the landscape in, in freshman playing. But do you anticipate red shirting most of those guys, or do you try to get as many of them their three games if possible? If you can get them to three games, you can, but it's always just kind right. of that. It's like a scary look because, you know, if you start to get into the playoffs and later in the season and with injuries and things like that, uh, it, it's kind of scary because once they get to that fourth game, they're done, you know, and that red shirt's over. So you try to and you just you just got to be, you know, smart about it and make sure you pick the right games that you're going to play them in and make sure you've got games available in case we do get into the playoffs. So uh, we'll try to get most of these kids in and if they're ready. Um, if they're not, then we won't. But some of them will just be special teams and things like that to help us out you know, with some depth in those areas. But we would like to plan, but most of them are going to redshirt. How did it go this first year? Because this last season was the first season that was implemented in Division Two, And I know it was kind of a feeling out process. Did, did it kind of did, did it work out how you hoped it would work out? Yeah, we played three or four kids. You know, we didn't play a whole bunch of them. But uh, most of them, you know, just practiced and that was it. But there's, you know, there were certain situations that we had to play some of these kids. And, and we did. And just to make sure that we, we did it right. And when it got to that, they had that third game up, it was kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, they're not dressed anymore. They're not going to do anything. Just we got to make sure we keep that red shirt on them because we want we didn't want to burn it. So it worked out for us. It's still some things that we can still play with probably a little bit better, uh, but that's just some things you got to fill out as the seasons go on. All right, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the, the the season and, and, and I guess the the team um, uh, and, and how. How's the off season gone? Uh, and I know they're they're weightlifting and doing all those other things. How how is that going for everybody who's returning? Uh, uh, I'd imagine you saw a lot of good momentum coming off uh, the season last year. 
Uh, they're doing well. I mean, they really are. We just got a good group of kids that understand our culture, um, that are truly committed to one another. They're hardworking. Um, they're doing everything we're asking them to do, and they're going uh, you know above and beyond. You know, doing things on their own, whether it's individual drills. Um, they're doing some seven on seven stuff on their own. Um, meetings on their own right now. They're kind of getting together, and just running through plays and. It's good to see when you got a team. If guys are missing, they're going to actually uh, going out and getting those guys and making sure that they're at weights and they're at morning runs and those things. So, and yeah, it's, it's a great group of kids. I mean, they, they handle all the problems, which is awesome as a coach because you don't have to handle, you know, the big ones I get to handle with, but the, the small stuff our players take care of those little things and get them get them taken care of, which is a sign of a, of a good football team. So I'm proud of them. I know we're getting ready to amp things up here pretty quick since we're done with recruiting and we'll see how many of them really enjoy football when we get to that point with morning runs and lifting and things like that uh, a couple of things and I'll, we'll let you go um one spring practice how when when does that start i'm sure you got your schedule already and then how does what's that going to look like for you guys this spring it'll start after spring break the second week after spring break we'll start that up um <clears throat> go for five weeks three practices uh, three practices a week we'll practice on tuesday thursday saturday meet on monday wednesday fridays and then you know then we have easter weekend which we'll give them off you know good friday saturday and sunday so they can be with their family and then we'll get back to get back to work we'll have a couple scrimmages and we're not going to go out and scrimmage anybody else i just I like to do that stuff in-house just because I can, I can control the tempo a little bit more control the kids on the field and what they're doing but it's going to be five weeks but here from here until spring break we'll be having morning runs and you know some individual drills and meetings and things like that and 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 lifting so this is the time that these kids really need to get in the weight room and get stronger that's going to answer my question about the the scrimmage is now allowed in the spring whether or not you're going to do that the other thing uh legislation zero week uh for division two it narrowly passed which for those who don't understand zero weeks basically you can now play the week before labor day the and and um and then we'll afford you a chance to have a buy at some point during the regular season so in a sense gets you what 12 weeks to play 13 or 11 games games um i think that's a big deal for division two because i mean you got to go straight through 11 right in the playoffs if you're fortunate to make it it's a, a lot of games and to, to have a chance in there to play a non-con and then also to um get a little break mid-season i think it's a pretty big deal it is it's gonna be huge for us and uh, you know we got our zero week filled for this year and we'll be have our bye week week 10 so uh, we'll kind of announce those that, that schedule as, as we get closer to the season but uh you know, we are going to play a good football team. I know that for sure. And uh, I'm excited about that because it's, you know, somebody from that we had played. And it's exciting for your kids too. So, and then we have our MLAA meetings here on, on Tuesday um, as head coaches and, and Mike Gracie, the, the commissioner, and then kind of go through the schedule as well. So hopefully we can get, you know, a bye week later on in the season in 25-26 instead of just like week, play zero week, play one week or week one, and then week two you're off. Mm-hmm. So try to just move everything up. Maybe we have a, a – a bye week, you know, like in November or something like that. So we can kind of heal up just a little bit after five or six games. You can't share who to play in zero week? Not until the boss lets me okay. say it. So uh, the, bo- the boss just said say it. Or we'll be playing Angelo State. Angelo yeah, State. We'll be playing who's right, eight and three last year. And, Is that uh, our playoff team a few years yep, ago? Yep, and they'll be here um, in 24, and they'll be here in 25. All right, because it's like a nine-and-a-half-hour trip to San Angelo, Texas. It is, it is, <laughs> and they got to make that trip two years in a row, so that's good. All right. Coach, we appreciate it. Great job on signing day. I know it's always a big day, and as you, you always say, there's always a few stragglers you hope to fill. And, and do you leave – I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you, you leave a little – 
money, scholarship money in reserve just in case you find that guy over the in the season or summer or leading up till practice that could help you out? Yeah, I usually little use uh, Coach Johnson's and you know the basketball scholarships that, okay. and yeah. just kind of move those guys around and stuff. But no, we always try to save just a little bit, <laughs> you know, just in case there is you know a transfer that's out there that's that's really talented, or we find a high school kid that's mm-hmm. really talented as well. So we always try to leave a little bit behind just to, just to make sure we're able to sign with some of those kids that are available. All right, sounds good. Appreciate you stopping by here today. Always an exciting day for signing day, and it's kind of like, you know, I've never been a big NFL draft guy or whatever, but it, it is exciting to see, and it's really fun to come back in about two or three years and look back at guys who, all right, didn't they, they turn out to be something way better than you thought and just how the whole class pans out. You've had pretty good success over the years, but it's always fun to kind of go back and look uh, years down the road when you really see the effectiveness and how good this recruiting class is. Yeah, and I hope it's a great, great class. You know, characters number one and then student athlete, and then, you know, can they help us win conference championships? And then hopefully we recruited like that mm-hmm. with this group. I think we did. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're characters number one. If you've got good character, you'll be hardworking, you'll be committed and do everything that we ask you to do. So uh, we'll see. You know, we'll find out in a couple of years what, what this class does. But I feel pretty good. I'm very, very happy with this class that we have right now. Had a pretty good run so far. Hopefully this one continues. Coach, appreciate it. Do you get up and do the early runs too, or do you just observe? I go and I keep the clock. Okay. So That's sometimes it's, it's, sometimes it's five-minute period, sometimes it's six. <laughs> it just kind of depends on how hard I think they're working. So, uh, But I am up there. And, All right, very good. And being very nice and, and supportive. <laughs> I'm sure so you are. That's kind of what I do. All right, appreciate you stopping by. Right, thanks, George. There you go. Head coach Chris Brown of the Fort A. State Tigers, a little recruiting day update. Tiger Talk brought to you by Golden Bell Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Bell Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Bell Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them. GoldenBeltBank.com. We'll talk some basketball with Mark Johnson next. This is the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. BTI John Deere does it every year, and they're doing it again. It's time for the filter and packaged oil sale now through February 29th. Stock up and save big on packaged oil and filters. Take advantage of an extra 3% savings this month when you sign up as a BTI Portal customer and place your order through the BTI Portal. Don't miss this great pricing. Stop in to one of their six locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Nest City, Hoxie, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Hey, Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com drive. Go Tigers! The New Year sale is on at your local Napa Auto Parts store, Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. Napa Premium Motor Oil, $16.59 for the five-quart size and $3.29 for one quart. Spray 9 Multipurpose Cleaner, $4.99. Free all-deep penetrating oil, $7.99. Scott Shop Towel, 55-roll, $3.99. Or the 200-count, $14.99. And Mobile Delvac, $17.99. Check out the savings today at Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. There is freedom in movement, and Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute helps you regain your best moves. As one of America's top 20 rural hospitals, Hayes Med offers the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas, complete with quality outcomes and our four-star patient experience. From joint and spine surgery to sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more, we are here to help you move freely. No need to travel far. Learn more at hayesmed.com backslash orthopedics. 
There's Hamaki, can't shoot the three. Flips it over to B, pump fakes a three. Goes into the lane, and he lays it in. Biyane Janshin knifing the defense. That is B's first bucket of the second half, and he's tied the game at 49. Yeah, some of the action from Saturday and an instant classic. Unfortunately, the Tigers come up short at Northwest Missouri State. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. Gerard Welbrock joined by the head coach for four-day state men's basketball, Mark Johnson. Remind you, the Tiger Talk brought to you in part today by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. You can learn more at hayesmed.com backslash orthopedics. Um, some great games over the weekend. Great one Thursday, beat Missouri Western, and really, uh, unfortunately, you lose, but just a great, great ball game, an instant classic with um, Northwest Missouri State. But, to God, you were right there. It was in, in, in your grasp to maybe come away with a, a road sweep, but still some good basketball. You get one of the two and a very challenging road trip for your guys. Yeah, I thought we played hard. Uh... You know, all weekend, and uh, that was a big focus about we can't go on this road trip if not everybody that gets in the game isn't completely locked into everything they're doing from an effort standpoint, a physical standpoint, execution standpoint. And, and I thought we really did that for the most part. Everybody that got in the game was really, um, you know, like I said, locked in and ready to go and, and gave their best. Uh, Missouri Western, for whatever reason, is just a, a really good matchup. You know, we've held them to – what, 40 points and 49 points, you know, and you look at their other conference games, I think they're averaging 75, and that's factoring in the two games against us, so they're probably getting 77, mm -hmm. 78 points against everybody else, and uh, for whatever reason, we just um, get after them, and, and they have a hard time handling it. I thought for the first half, they tried to stay with uh, stay with us from an effort and physical standpoint and all that, and then eventually uh, our guys were just able to keep going and persevere, and, and they weren't. So really good game on Thursday. And then, uh, and you know, again, another thing about this this weekend, you know, battling some sickness. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of thing that's happening to everybody. It's probably going around everywhere. But we were definitely fighting some sickness this past weekend, and guys just, you know, played through it and, and, and um, you know, just fought through it. And then Saturday, obviously, uh, yeah, heartbreaker. Um, guys did a great job of just hanging in there. You know, we got some foul trouble. Caleb got his third foul early in the first half and uh you know we were we just kind of hung around and found a way to keep it at a four-point game at, at halftime and again continued to hang around and I think we were down 49-43 with 4.47 to go and our guys just turned it up on the defensive end I think we held them to two points mm -hmm. uh the remaining uh, of the game to give ourselves make a little uh push there to get it uh tied in a chance to win the game and got a pretty good look and it, it didn't go in and then obviously in overtime you you know you want to have those last 21 seconds <laughs> left there's just so many things um that occurs to either for you or against you that requires one team to win and sometimes there's just things you can't control and, and then there's things we can control and and we didn't uh kind of both happen to us <laughs> one we one or two things happened that we couldn't control and then we could have controlled a couple of mistakes we made and and a lot of times, you know, obviously we've talked about you got to make big shots, um, you know, late in games to win. But also I, I try to preach to our guys all the time, more games are lost than they are won. You know, guys don't – you don't win a game by somebody being fantastic and making unbelievable plays. It happens sometimes, and you need that with maybe the last play of the game. When it's a tie game, you kind of need those things. But most times you end up – the team that lost, lost the game by a lack of execution, turnover, made a mistake – and we kind of fell into that and did a little bit of that. And like I said, it's a lot easier when you're standing watching in the comfort of the stands.
friends or your own home than when you're in the environment and it's loud and there's a lot going on and your mind's racing a thousand miles an hour and the heat of the moment some kind of takes over and you don't execute to uh, the way you know how and and our guys you know they knew it i mean it was obviously in the locker room there was a lot of uh you know disappointment for sure well and we talked about it right after the game and i think i mentioned it uh, coming right out of the break at the end i mean that was uh, that loss affected your guys just the emotion they showed leaving the court after the game that i can remember even last year to central oklahoma in the conference tournament northwest the year before in the conference tournament some ncaa games it just seemed like that hit harder than than um than any other loss for for a lot of reasons. I mean, it was Northwest on the road. Yeah, you, you had it in grasp. How's your team bounce back this week? Because we talked about it afterwards. That's going to be probably the big challenge to mentally kind of get back in that right frame of mind. Yeah, I mean, we have. I mean, young people are young people. I mean, they're <laughs> resilient. You know, they they. Um, it's a lot of times, you know, your parent, your your kid. You know, you you your kid gets over things a lot quicker than you do sometimes. You know, <laughs> so I mean, they'll they'll be fine. I mean, they'll be ready to go. And that won't have any uh, – I would be shocked if that has any effect. Uh, doesn't mean we're going to necessarily win right. or anything, but I don't think if we would lose that's going to have any effect. Those These guys aren't that type of guys. They'll come out ready to go. And they, obviously there's disappointment because this group is on their third year trying to climb a mountain, and uh, they just we just kind of keep stubbing our toe a little bit or not getting right to where we want to be. And uh, we still have seven games left to get where we want to be. So I think they'll keep fighting. Oh, no doubt about that. Good to see Biadne Yanchin have a really big game. 14 points, seven boards, led you in both statistical categories. Four steals, a lot of big steals late in that game uh, to help you guys get back in. It had played 38 of the 45 or 50 minutes, I guess, in that one. But uh, really played well for you guys. It was good to see him uh, get some of that scoring load because with with Caleb uh, on the bench, someone else had to kind of step up, and he really did that first half especially. Yeah, I thought he did good. He played well, and, uh, you know, I thought Jaheim gave us some good minutes in there. And I, I mean, I tell you, a guy that's really played well since the Missouri Southern game is Elijah Nanamu. Mm-hmm. I think Elijah's averaging maybe 16 points a game since since that game. And um, he's had a couple where he's done it, but he really does it like one half at a time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like the first half uh, he's not really doing a whole lot. And then the second half he's, he's really come through and had some big second halves for us. Uh, and that just gives us another guy you have to have. So, yeah, when B can do that and Elijah can – hopefully Elijah can continue to play at his level. He has the last three weeks of the season. Uh, he can close the season out that way. Uh, you know, makes a big difference for us. It's kind of funny. You look down, Caleb Hammock, he played 40 minutes on Saturday. It's the most rest he's gotten because of foul trouble. He only played like 10 minutes in the in the first half. He's been going about 40 in a regulation game. He probably would have gone all 50 if he needed him to, but that's a, that was probably the most rested he's been coming out of halftime for a while. Yeah, like I, I've, I've mentioned that a few times. It's such an overlooked part of our team that people take for granted and think everybody can do. I could never do that when I played. I get tired, you know. Uh, some of our guys, we do have a few that get tired. But like I said, Caleb, uh, Elijah, B, uh, those guys just it's, it's they just don't get tired. And that's it's really uh, – there's not a whole lot of people that can do that. And that makes a difference. One, they get to stay out on the floor. But two, uh, we don't break down. Like I said, as the game progresses, everybody starts hitting a little bit of a wall. Mm-hmm. And they get tired, and their effort has to drop slightly. And at our level, if your effort just drops this much, they go from not scoring to scoring. You know what I mean? It's a, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of difference, but it's a big difference. If you just let off just a touch, these guys are too skilled.
field and they score and make shots. And, and uh, that's why, like Missouri Western, we just don't – our guys don't let up so they never get an opportunity. And like I said, that's kind of an un, uh, unappreciated thing that people don't understand. People I'm automatically seeing, well, everybody can do that. Just get in shape. It doesn't matter how good a shape you are. Most people get tired after a certain level of playing in basketball, three to four minutes, five minutes uh, fatigue. Uh, you look at our Washburn game, we didn't get a stop, if you remember right. We didn't get a stop for a long time. And there was a lot of guys out there wilting. Um, but we got a couple guys that can just keep going. Well, it was a tough loss. Uh, now the Tigers will try to bounce back. Five of their final seven at home. Uh, Newman, starting on Thursday night, uh, will be in town. Then a big one with Central Oklahoma on Saturday. We'll get a preview of those when we come back with head coach Mark Johnson right here on Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. We know health care isn't just about the occasional checkup. It's knowing that care is just around the corner, ready for life's little surprises. I'm Tammy Zimmerman, your friendly First Care Pharmacist. Introducing First Care Pharmacy, now open right at the heart of Hayes at 13th and Main. You can get your medications delivered for free or pick them up during your next clinic visit. Whether it's a toothache or a heart flutter, we've got your back. Swing by First Care Pharmacy or visit firstcareclinic.com backslash pharmacy. Health just got easier. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. February is the month of love, and you're going to love the Taco Shop specials this month. The veggie burrito is $3.99, cheese quesadilla $3.59, and the Poco Pizza $2.19. The Taco Shop, 333 West 8th Street, online tacoshop.net, or download and use their app. Come on down to the Taco Shop. The March 1st deadline for Midwest Energy's Community Fund is quickly approaching. Charitable, educational, and nonprofit organizations in Midwest Energy's service area are encouraged to apply. Community Fund grants range from $100 to $1,000, and you can apply online in just minutes. To apply, visit www.mwenergy.com and click the Community tab. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. Ten on the shot clock. Nanabu out high to Yanshin. Pass it in the corner to Hamaki. Caleb will attack down the rim. Flips it up. He got it to go around two Bearcats. Caleb Hamaki with 11. Yeah, big bucket late for Fort A State. They fall in double overtime in Northwest Missouri State. Now back at home this weekend. Tomorrow night, the Newman Jets come to town. Saturday afternoon, Central Oklahoma. Uh, real quick, Newman, they got you in overtime at their place. You've had three overtime losses. That was one of them. And, again, they're not having a great year, but, boy, they've got some good parts, and you catch them on the wrong night. It can be tough. Well, they got two things. They lead the league in three-pointers made per, per game, and that's the thing about basketball. I mean, each – you know, those guys sometimes make shots on certain nights that they don't others, and you catch them on the wrong night. So they lead the league there, and Stevie Strong, their point guard, is a top ten player in our league. If he played for a team that finished in the top five, he'd be a first-team all-league guy. So they got talent there. And then Central Oklahoma, a little bit of hard luck here. They've just won a lot of, lost a lot of one-possession games of late, but 
you know, Jaden Wells, one of the best players in the league. So it'll be a big week for us. That sounds good. It'll be good to be back at home. Coach, we appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right, thanks, George. There you go, Mark Johnson, coach of the Tigers. 530 and 730 for Newman. 2 and 4 o'clock Saturday for UCO. I need to remind you, Kansas Department of Transportation and the Drive to Zero Coalition inviting you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, designate a sober driver. Tiger Talk brought to you by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, Golden Bell Bank of Hayes and Ellis, BTI, and the Taco Shop. We'll see you again next Wednesday right here along the Tiger Sports Network.